0: Hello, church. Good Sunday morning to each one of you. I want to say that I appreciate each one of you that joins our live stream, whether it be by Facebook or YouTube or whatever means you may be joining us. We certainly appreciate your uh, attendance and uh, being part of our live stream services. I also want to say this morning that I appreciate uh, Brother Kevin Wright, our Sunday School director uh for providing our sunday school hour for us and teaching today's sunday school lesson uh appreciate you kevin love your brother i uh, want to say i also appreciate uh, natalie Lyons, my little granddaughter for providing the uh, inspirational music for us. She was our church choir today and uh, appreciate her singing Heaven's Jubilee and uh, her folks recording that and providing that as part of our service today as well. She's five years old and I pray that she always loves to sing. I want to share with you from the Word of God today as we continue to look to the Holy Scriptures that are forever settled in Heaven and that will never pass away. And I again say that I am thankful in the Lord that we can continue to look to His promises and to the Word of God for comforts in all stages of life. No matter where we are or no matter what we're going through, God's Word is still relevant today and still speaks to every issue that we might be confronted with. And I'm thankful for that. Today's scriptures comes from the Gospel of St. John and the 15th chapter, at beginning in verse 1, Jesus said these words to, to the disciples. I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Oh, let that soak in. He taketh away. What a tragedy. And then he says, every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word of God, which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you, except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, The same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. You know, there's another place of scriptures that Jesus said that with him all things are possible. Amen. The apostle Paul reminds us of that great truth, that in him all things are possible. I'm thankful for that because Jesus said and reminded us that apart from him, we can do nothing. As I look to these scriptures, I'm mindful of the time in which Jesus and the disciples are in at this particular moment. They have left the upper room and they are on their way to the garden. They're on their way to Gethsemane. And Jesus takes this moment, again, final moments with his disciples, and Jesus begins to use this as an opportunity to provide for them valuable teaching and a valuable lesson that they needed to know Jesus took this moment to teach unto them and I'm glad that Jesus takes such moments with us aren't you that he might teach unto us where we are in our life the lessons of our life the importance and the significance of him in our life I want to say this as we look to these particular scriptures It is important to understand the mind of those disciples. They were just moments away, church, from separation from Jesus. They're on their way to the garden. Not long from now, Jesus himself would be betrayed by kiss. And Jesus would be arrested and led away. Led away from them and the life in which for the three and a half years that they had experienced with the Lord Jesus Christ. Think with me for just a moment, the heart of those disciples. All of their hopes and all of their future rested upon the Lord Jesus Christ, was centered upon him and his truth, and to be separated from Jesus, To be without Jesus would simply dash all hopes of these disciples. They didn't understand the whole truth just yet. They had not grasped the total necessity of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ upon the old rugged cross. And fear had mounted upon their hearts. They did not embrace yet the resurrection on the third day, even though Jesus had told them so. No, they were still learning and they were still growing. And all they knew was that they had a need for Jesus and to be separated from him, to be apart from him and to be without him would be devastating to those disciples. Jesus knew their hearts. Aren't you glad of that? Jesus knew exactly the thoughts and the fears that were upon their hearts, just like he does with us. And Jesus had compassion upon their very lack of understanding. And Jesus took this moment to speak to them, to comfort them. And to say as he did upon that sea, that, that tormentuous sea that day when they were traveling on the boat and great winds rose up against them and they became afraid and they woke Jesus up from a sleep and Jesus stood forth and just simply spoke the words, Peace, be still. And Those disciples marveled at his power and said, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and waves obey his voice? What a tremendous truth. I'm glad that I know a Savior. I'm glad that we can know a Savior that knows our heart, that knows where we are in any moment of life, and knows how to peace speak peace to our troubled lives, knows how to calm the storms in our life. Amen. I'm thankful that we have such a Savior that knows where we are. The message within itself that Jesus spoke to those disciples. I want you to think about them for just a moment. The first thing he says to them is, I am the true vine. I thought about that and I thought about what those disciples were were going through and the hardships that they were enduring. The fears that were in their hearts. I cannot think of a better illustration that Jesus himself, the masterful teacher, could have used to comfort their hearts. He says, I want you to know, disciples, that I am the true vine. I am that life-given vine. I am the only vine. And Jesus is speaking unto them about the absolute unity between himself and them. Again, in verse 5, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches he that abideth in me and i in him jesus was reminding those disciples that he and he alone is the true vine and they are his branches and if the vine abide forever so shall the branches amen if the vine abide forever so also shall the branches. Ah, the Lord was, was being a comfort unto those disciples, and he was expressing to them that he is the center of unity, that he is the center of connection, and that they are his branches as the true vine. I wanna say that I I find great comfort in that myself. And I thank the Lord that when my day comes, I'm thankful, amen, that one of these days, I'm gonna leave this world just like you. The Bible reminds us that it is appointed unto men once to die. I am on my way out and so are you. Whether it be through coronavirus or some other means, it is for sure and it is for certain that one day we're gonna bid this world goodbye amen we can't escape that well we can't we can't uh, our appointed day is here amen and it is upon us and the bible makes that certainly true amen for each and every one of us one day this old tabernacle is going to lay down and going to be called home to be with the lord one day This whole good-looking house that the Lord gave me to live in upon his earth and breathe his air and drink his water, it's going to lay down. And the Bible reminds me that it is simply sleeping, amen? It is simply sleeping In Jesus this old tabernacle is going to go asleep one day in Jesus and it's going to be waiting for that glorious resurrection it's going to be waiting for the shout of that archangel amen it's going to be waiting to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord I want you to know that I'm going home one day because I'm part of the true vine because I'm a branch of the true vine my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And nothing upon nothing can change that great truth. Amen? And one day, I, this old branch, it'll be home at last with our Lord and Savior. Jesus was reminding the disciples of that critical, critical truth that the branches can't survive apart from the vine. But he as the vine would be supplying all life, eternal life, forever life. And how comforting that had to be to the hearts of those disciples. I want you to notice with me also that Jesus reminded those disciples, again in verse 4, when he says, Abide in me, and I in you. I like that word abide. That word abide just simply means, listen, it, it, it translates continually dwell, continually dwell, or to permanently remain within, permanently remain within. Ah, now we're getting down to it. First of all, I want to take up Jesus' part in this unity, in this abiding relationship. Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Never means never. And when Jesus told us and told those disciples that he would never leave them or never forsake them and said that and declared that truth to the church, when Jesus said never, he meant never. I will never leave you nor forsake you. When we stand at the altar, and we say our wedding vows, I was thinking about the commitment of our wedding, that glorious wedding day. And as a pastor, I've been privileged uh, to be able to officiate many different weddings, and I'm thankful for each and every one. But those vows are permanent. We commit our lives, and we commit our hearts, and we commit ourselves to one another until death do us part. It is a continuous dwelling, a permanent remaining with our husbands or with our wives until death do us part. It's not a five-year commitment. It's not a 10-year plan. It's not 20 years, 30 years. It's until death do us part. My dear friends, when Jesus Christ saved us, when we were touched by the very grace of God, amen, and we're washed in the precious blood of the Lamb of the Lord Jesus Christ, he committed, listen, he committed to abide with us forever. And forever means forever. And that's exactly what Jesus said. I like that definition. To continuously dwell with us. I want you to know that Jesus Christ, the very Prince of Peace, the very lily of the valley, the very bright and morning star, the very Son of God, listen, there is no other person that he had rather permanently dwell with than you. Now, I want you to let that soak in for just a moment. Amen. There is no other person because you are his branch. He died for you. He sacrificed on the cross of Calvary for you. He came from the very glories of heaven that he might give his life for you. And there is no one that Jesus had rather dwell with than you. Ah, what a beautiful truth that is. Amen. What a beautiful truth that is. Jesus committed in the very moment that he saved us to be with us and to abide with us and to dwell with us forever. Ah, Jesus is happy and pleased to continuously dwell with us and he will never break that promise. But the verse also says, again in chapter 15 and verse 4, Jesus says, abide in me. Jesus abides in us, no doubt about it. Jesus said, and I in you. But this abiding relationship is a two-way street, church. It's a two-way street. Jesus said, abide in me. The only question this Lord's day is who do you continuously dwell with? Who is the love of your life? Who is the one person that you cannot live without? Remember, our abiding Jesus is with us continuously. It's not an off-again and on-again relationship. It's not here today and gone tomorrow. Praise God, the abiding relationship that Jesus is describing in these verses of scriptures is to every child of God, to every branch that is permanently connected to the true vine of the Lord Jesus Christ. I like abiding Christians, don't you? The Bible tells us in the Gospel of St. Mark in chapter 4 and verse 17. Listen to these words. Jesus in another parable is taking another teachable moment. And he says, describing a particular group of people, he says, they have no root in themselves and so endure, but for a time afterward, when affliction or persecution ariseth, for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. I want to say with as much love and compassion as I can say. The very words of Jesus describe and is the testimony of many a life. Many people. They abide for a while. They endure for a while. And then they're gone. What drove them away? Jesus said afflictions and our persecutions. Something didn't go right. Somebody said something that they didn't like. They were offended in some way. And so they're gone. They're gone. Poof. They're dis- they disappear. That is the testimony of too many folks. But Jesus said concerning his branches. And in Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 3, the word of God says, to this charge thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ in Matthew's gospel Jesus said but he that shall endure unto the end the same shall be saved he that shall endure to the end the same shall be saved God's people the branches of the true vine They are enduring people. They endure hardships. They endure tribulations. They endure afflictions. They endure persecutions. I want to be a good soldier, don't you? And Jesus said and reminded us, He that shall endure until the end. Goes back to our marriage vows, doesn't it? I don't know how I'm going to leave this world one day. You don't know how you're going to leave this world one day. But I certainly want to leave this world enduring. Amen. I want to leave this world as Jesus instructed me to leave. Enduring unto the end. I want to be continuously abiding in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to do everything by the grace of God and the power that he gives me to be doing just that. And I encourage you likewise to be doing the same. Who are you dwelling with today? Who means more to you than anything else in life? The only answer to that question is the true vine, the Lord Jesus Christ. Because without him and apart from him, we can do nothing. May the Lord bless us to continue to continuously abide in him until the end. May God bless you.